Hi, this is Dave Olson. I'm the senior leader of Heartland Church located in Ankeny, Iowa. I hope the following message challenges, encourages, and ultimately changes you. Thanks for joining us. So as it stands, I get the honor of being able to share with you guys today. It is my desire, um, I'm, I'm getting stuff out. I brought not one, but two Bibles up here today. Uh, and I just put my electronics in my back pocket. So I'm a young man, but I'm going old school here. And uh, as, it's, as it would be, though, I find myself increasingly talking to people that I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're the same age. I'm sure we're the same age. And then I'm at that phase in my life where I'm continually around younger people than I am. And as it stands... Um, I know, and to all of you that have had the opportunity to experience and thrive and succeed more in life than I have currently, you understand what I'm talking about. And so, anyway, um, and so, uh, but, but today, uh, it is my desire that anything I share or say today, uh, ideally, it would be under the unction and anointing of the Spirit of God. But more than that... Um, my, my heart is, is that whatever is said and done here, that you would take it and partner with it in asking the Holy Spirit how it may apply to you. I, part of my uh, concern, if you will, on the front end is, is I think one of the things that we are possibly dealing with uh, in the earth today that might be uh, a hindrance in seeing some things differently than uh, they currently are, and you might be like, wow, this guy is super not specific. Uh, that is because uh, there is a lot of complexity in the earth today. And so what I'm talking about is an overarching principle to a lot of different problems that we're currently facing. I would contend that the Bible says that it is for a lack of knowledge that my people perish. And it indicates, if that's the case then, that you and I have a profound responsibility in the pursuit of understanding the mind of God. And so today, uh, if you don't know me, uh, my name is John Huffy. Uh, I'm one of the team members here at Heartland. Uh, And I have been attending Heartland for just a little over 11 years. I have worked here for just a little over four years. And so um, I've been here for a little bit of time. And uh, and that that is that's a good thing. Um, But one of the things that I that we have a value for here is we're not interested uh, as the leaders. This is not about us building our own thing here. I'm going to take a little bit of risk today, and maybe it would help you if I said, hey, if you bump into something where you're like, that's weird that he said that, and you identify that it's weird because I'm a pastor, maybe take the pastor hat off a second and consider, is God trying to say something to you? Because I believe that I stand, and it's hard for me to stand up here and not look out Many of you I know, many of you I don't know, which is exciting. Welcome if you're newer here. But it's hard for me to stand up here today and look out and not be mindful that you are God's creation. You were designed and destined for a moment such as this. In other words, your partnership with God means your life is beautiful and significant. The fullness of what God has intended for you Every moment that you live on the earth is precious to him and therefore it's precious to us. Therefore, whatever we speak today, may we have a mind by the spirit of God to seek his understanding and how it might apply to us first. Then, after that, the beautiful part is, is as we respond, okay, this is just a moment I'm talking about, but if you leave here today and you take one thing that God then via partnership with the Holy Spirit, begins to extrapolate on for you. And there's a convergence of his spirit and you taking ownership of said thing. Look out. That can be a powerful manifestation of the glory of God in the earth, as Mike was just talking about a few minutes ago. 
I stand amongst the people that are the answer to the world's problems. I am part of a group of people today with a yielded yes to God that can do profound things for his glory even now. I want to talk about a couple of thought patterns around that today. My encouragement to you before we delve into anything is is that you would not in any way discount, disqualify, or tell yourself that maybe your time has passed. Every child of God matters right now in human history. And if you're here breathing, then uh, I can say assuredly to you, the Lord desires that you partner with him and be used for his glory. So let's pray and ask God to open our hearts. Father, I thank you for the opportunity um, to just be amongst my family, my church family, God. I'm asking today, Holy Spirit, Lord, we thank you that we're sitting together in your presence. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that, that the mind of Christ by the Spirit of God would rest upon us, that our hearts would be receptive, that our minds would be open, and that we would have the courage to come underneath your lordship in this moment to understand what you're saying to us. God, whatever be done by the Spirit of God, may we take hold of that, own it, and go with you on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, a couple of things, a couple, couple passages of scripture that I'm pretty confident we're going to park in. You could open to Mark 10. I think we're going to visit Mark 10, uh, different portions of that. You can get there. I want to start off by reading uh, Psalm 1 to you. Um, you can turn there if you want to. Uh, this portion I am reading out of the Passion Translation uh, because I like how it communicates uh, the relational dynamic here. And so picking up Psalm 1.1, what delight comes to those who follow God's ways. They won't walk in step with the wicked nor share the sinner's way nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in his true revelation of light. They will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives, they are never dry, never fainting. You are ever blessed, ever prosperous. But how different are the wicked? All they are is dust in the wind, driven away to destruction. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous, for the Lord embraces their paths as they move forward, while the way of the wicked will only lead to doom. This scripture is, for my life personally, especially on the front end, is it's it's probably one of my life verses slash chapters. Every time I read it, I, I, I just feel my heart and spirit come alive. Uh, but the summation of that chapter uh, should bo- both be glorious and also troubling. Um, if we are here to be a part of the Lord's work, and bringing every single person in, into an opportunity to become, become a Psalm 1 person and have a Psalm 1 experience, then the end of that chapter, or when it's talking about the wicked, we should not see that as a sides deal. It's not an us and them thing. I, um, I have had different times in my life where... If I was to be 100% honest with you today, um, I may have couched it very spiritually. I maybe even thought I was being spiritual. But the way I interacted 
with the world around me and those who particularly for one reason or another uh, would be in the class of wicked, if you will, um, they, they, I interacted with them as my enemy and it produced nothing by way of me being an extension, perhaps God wanting to use me, that they might have the opportunity to be a Psalm 1 person because they were created by God. At times when I reflect upon situations of my life, I realize that I operated in a spirit of fear towards an individual. Anything that we fear, we cannot influence for the kingdom. When I extrapolate what was going on in my heart, there was no opportunity for for me to hear what the Spirit of God might want to say to me and how I could show up for that person because I was scared of them, their behavior. Um, Possible that I may have entered into a unhealthy level of judgment that was not my place, but definitely prevented me from being any kind of a solution that God may want to use. The last, okay, let me, let me take a run at it at this way, just a thought. The last, I'm, I'm trying to catch up my dates because the last 19 months for me, actually a little bit before then, it was holidays of 2019 I was at my mother-in-law's house and we, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas and uh, we were just gathered and she had actually been having a problem, uh, some health problems and part of the process was that she needed to really be monitoring her heart rate, blood pressure and all that. And she had a a little bit higher end uh, blood pressure, heart rate monitor machine that one of the medical places you rent one and all that. And she had to log it several times a day. And so I sat down, you know, and I was like, oh, I haven't done one of those for a while. And so I put on the cuff and started pumping up. And I was kind of like, oh, is that a muscle in there? Let's put pressure. I'm like, I do have some muscles. Okay. Um, But as it would be, uh, it would come back 190 over, I want to say like 80 something. Really bad is what it was. So I kind of chuckled and I was like, well, that ain't right. I mean, I like math, simple math. And I was like, that ain't right. And so I started the process over, uh, but I switched arms. And as it would be, the machine returned the same number. And I said to my mother-in-law, um, did you like buy this at the dollar store or something? Like where, where did this come from? Um, and as it would be, uh, that would be a very defining moment that basically the voice of the Lord sounded like this. It's probably time to do something about that. And... I, I just simply mentioned that because one of the things I did was I shaved my head. No, I'm just kidding. That was after. That was after. That was after. Hey, and I just had somebody last week, okay, if you've been around a while, there was a period of time where many of you that have known me for a long time, we were getting reacquainted because I lost 60 pounds and I also did lose all my hair. And many of you are like, the hair should have went a long time ago. You just didn't know it. Um, and so the reason I bring that up is because that was a catalyst moment where, and I want you to hear me, I'm kind of in this season where there's certain things that I'm, I'm hesitant to share because I'm in process and I'm not, I'm not up here telling you or talking about any of this stuff as if I have cracked the code and have it figured out. But, but what I have, what I have felt in the last 19 months is a profound invitation from the Holy Spirit to lean into anything and everything that he may 
want to refine in me. And it's going to be a little awkward for most of you to hear this from me, but I only get a short window of time to take a run at the weight thing. And upon further review, the reason why I never lost the weight as I allowed the Holy Spirit to boil it down, he wasn't angry, he wasn't mad, he wasn't any of those things, but he was honest and he was direct. And he said, the reason why you never would do it is because you prioritize what you wanted to eat when you wanted to eat it and how much you wanted to eat above everybody in your life. And until I was willing to take ownership of said thing, nothing was going to change. And I use that as, pro you're probably uncomfortable for me. You're probably like, no, John, you're a better guy than that. No, that's, that is what it was. That is what it was. And yet God would use that as a moment where I feel like he's had this, this, me on this journey where it's been amazing. I feel so well loved by God. I, I have not wondered, God, what are you saying? Because he's not silent right now. But I believe the things that he wants to share and must share if us showing up in the times in which we live, I believe there is much that he wants to talk to you and I about. I believe that, how many of you would be willing today and say, you know, just when you put the whole of life together, I'm kind of just tired of all the noise. Would you be willing to raise your hand? Look around, a few of you. A lot of noise, a lot of, lot of words, a lot of words. A lot of talking at one another in society. A lot of, lot of um, the, you know, the Bible, uh, I, I can't remember specifically where it is, but it, it, it mentions that where there's, where there's many words, sin is also present. And uh, I think what is, would be profoundly refreshing is one of the aspects of the kingdom of God. I believe it's 1 Corinthians 4.20 that the kingdom of God is not mere words, but a demonstration of power. It is something. It moves things. It answers problems. It is an opportunity for people that don't know Jesus to be profoundly influenced through you and I. And I want to encourage you that Today's not so much. You might feel like, John, you, I don't know that you're in a great mood today. I am. I, I really am. I really am. Because I, I, my sense is today, just a little bit, just a little bit, hopefully a lot for each of us. But I think today God wants to highlight a few things that is going to take I feel like we're in a gap period in, in society right now. And what I mean by that is, is sometimes if you, if you feel yourself at an impasse in a situation or maybe a relationship where your current understanding of the thing, you, if I said, take the next step, you wouldn't know how to do that, thus uh, highlighting an impasse you don't know how to move forward. I believe there's a couple things as the body of Christ that we must partner with God in and begin to put one foot in front of the other. And so that's a simple way of describing that today. I believe God is going to speak to us and right now what is required is courage And risk, which if I put on the lenses of understanding by the Spirit of God, is faith. Uh, before I worked here at the church, and it really isn't any different, I was in business. Um, many people have a default pattern of thinking around people that own their own business or are entrepreneurs. And they, 
they make the assumption that they by default have no, that risk does not affect them. If you listen to people talk, well, that's not true by the number one. I would say that by default, most of us are risk averse. It doesn't feel good. It's unpredictable. You can't control it. There's things you can't answer. And yet, if you look at how God used people, individuals, profoundly to affect society, the collective, catch me now, those people that God used that way, we, if I'm a pastor, I say, they learn to trust him. They learn to have faith. But you know how it manifested in the earth? You know what it looked like to the people around them? Risk. Think about old Noah. What would that business model look like today? You know? Pick your favorite crazy item in the marketplace. Oh, that'll never catch on. I think Noah had a pretty radical idea. And yet, we know that God clearly spoke to him and called him to fulfill a very specific thing. What has God called you to build in this moment? I, I, I don't believe that in any way, listen, the last 19 months for me, I feel like one of the things that God's been trying to do is expand my capacity. My fear is that as the body of Christ, when we talk about being used by God or what we're called to or what we feel like he wants to do in our life, there's the beginning place and that's becoming aware of what he's called us to do. And then there's what's known as the process, the journey to get there. If, if our theology is just to the, of, around that idea, is just to the left of checks in the mail, or I'm waiting for my boat to come in, or whatever, plan on it not. And there's where a gap exists. See, God, God gives us dreams and desires and things to do as mechanisms to give us something to go for, but it's never the end result for him. Another way, in other words, you could say it this way, that pick a thing that God's given you to do, whatever it is, you knew it was him. You knew that he spoke to you. And, and to the glory of Jesus, and, and by the way, if you partner with him and accomplish his purposes, you should, you should have some level of awareness that he, he is proud of, of your faithfulness, of your trust in him. It's okay to feel that way, by the way. That's not prideful. It's recognizing where your strength comes from. So pick your thing. Have you ever got close to it, or maybe yet you accomplished it? And when you got there, you celebrated, but spiritually speaking, on your spiritual journey, you realize, oh, God moved the goalpost. There's another thing to do. I didn't see that, sneaky God. Why? Because within those assignments, God is after your heart, intimacy, relationship. The thing is only a mechanism to get you and me to engage with him. So how does that pertain to where we are in the earth today? I live in a fairly small portion of what is what we'll call society. I work here and try to do that well. I do a couple other things and I have a family that I want to love well. So my insight is limited. But one of the things that I've consistently noticed, yes, here, but also in those that I do have relationships around me is there seems to be and I want to be clear here because I'm not trying to bang us over the head. I want to, I want to hopefully highlight something. 
there seems to be a high level of people going, I feel like I'm called to do something. And I think that that is worth celebrating. I think it's a problem if people aren't saying that. You understand? Okay. But I also hear many people that just don't know how to move forward. And I think God wants to help us with that. I think that, now I want to be careful here so you can take this to the Lord. As a, as a person who from time to time does operate in the prophetic, I, I don't know that we need more prophetic words in this season. I, I have a problem with that because if there's a gap of influence, which I think that there possibly is, and I would define that as, as currently maybe seeing, and I'm not looking for a negative, okay? I think it's possible to stay encouraged and, and not, not be rooted to a negative, but at the, at the current state of the condition thing of things, I think that the Lord has much room that he wants to improve things in the earth. Will that be an okay way of saying it? And so that only happens through his children. The kingdom of God, we talk a lot about the kingdom around here. The kingdom of God is without, without lack. It lacks nothing. So you could say it this way. Nothing is impossible within the kingdom of God. It does not have a physical location. It is everywhere. It resides on the inside of you and I. So if we're not seeing the demonstration of the kingdom of God to the level that we can based on how the Bible describes what the opportunity is, then the logical question or thing to throw out before our hearts today is, what would you want to say to me around that for me, Holy Spirit? Because I am sure that every one of you that have given God a form of a yes in your life are well qualified for him to talk to you about that. You don't have to pray about that. He wants to talk to us about that. So what would he say today? Maybe a couple things to submit to you around that. You know, I am wondering, I have been pondering. I would use the term spirit of the age. There is some things right now that seem to be prevalent, persistent, relentless, that the enemy is trying to use as a blunt force object. Now, I'm not here to glorify him or give him too much credit, but I will say that he is persistent. And I believe that right now, one of the primary mechanisms that the enemy wants to get us off track as believers, stun our growth, cause us to not hit the mark of whatever God has for you in your life, is to, first of all, be operating from a place of fear. I believe that there are those in this room, maybe for a long period of life, that wasn't a prevalent thing. But you hit a moment, you hit something, you bumped into something, and you're dealing with fear. It looks a lot of ways. But this I know. I have never, ever been able to show up the way that God has anointed me and equipped me to in a situation when fear has been a prevalent part of where I was operating from. And I think we need to confront fear today. I, I, I have been asking the Holy Spirit to visit us 
And I want to encourage you when you leave here today, if that be a thing, it would be better to not hang your head and go, yeah, it's me. I've been dealing with that. No, God wants to come and root that out. Because I meant what I said when I said, I look out and see a people. You, your yes is precious to the Lord. It's profound. You know, if you, think about, if you think about how God structured this thing, I think, I think if we're not careful, you know, we talk. We believe for a God that's a puppet master in the cosmos that's going to just take care of this thing. But we don't consider ourselves as being the boots on the ground. The person that he's going to demonstrate his power through. I think it's possible that one of the reasons why it's hard to go there is because fear may be blocking us from that. I believe fear happens for a number of reasons. I believe first and foremost it's because when we are living in a life of sin... We know we don't work for God. We know it's by faith we are saved. But if you have been saved and you and I would be persistent in a sin pattern in our life, that's a serious thing. And the enemy has a door into you and I's life and it's fear and intimidation. How does that sound? You get into a situation where you know that the Lord wants to move and he goes, no, he ain't gonna do that through you because you got X, Y, Z going on. <gasps> I do. Now, I understand the room is somewhat heavy today. However, I am not here to beat us over the head. But I am here to say, my brothers and sisters, if not us, who? If I could come down and talk to each one of you, and we were talking about life, and you were giving me the awesome parts, the challenging parts, but what your sphere of influence is, how your life looks day in and day out, and I said to you, okay, so how... How's God, how's God gonna show up there? I think that the Holy Spirit wants us to have a deeper understanding that you, partnered with him, are a profound answer to the people around you, your family first, your friends, your employer, all these things. I am tired, as I'm sure you are, of talking around the problems in society. They will not fix themselves. It is hard for me to look at you as one of the family members here and discount your potential to respond to that via the Holy Spirit. It's hard for me to do that. Why? Because our yes to the Lord is profound, it's powerful. And you might be going, I think this guy is talking about works. You're mishearing me. I am talking about obedience. I am talking about whatever the Holy Spirit would tell you, no matter what your initial reaction is, that you and I would understand that if he asks us to do something, he is well able to see it through. I meet with people regularly. Listen, I, 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 feel like, I feel like that there's all these things swirling in the earth that we're all aware of, but we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to say, what is the solution? And as the body of Christ, as the ecclesia, we are that. The spirit of the age 
tells you that you can't do anything about where we are. You want to know how I know that? Collectivism. The message today is you need to push your personal feelings, thoughts, wants, needs, desires aside for the greater good of the thing. You don't have rights to think your certain way. In fact, the things you thought for a certain way that worked in the earth no longer work. Get up underneath this. We're all one for the greater good and it takes the individual individuality out of the thing. And the problem with that is, is if you allow yourself to do that, you will abdicate your influence in the earth via the Holy Spirit underneath his leadership. It's by design. And by the way, it's not a new philosophy. It's just repackaged. And I, and I, it, it behooves me to stand and look at people the enemy is trying to marginalize the body of Christ. Some of you, he's literally came to you and said, the way you raised your kids, that's why, that's why, I mean, those of you that have raised your kids according to the truth of scriptures, I'm gonna say something here a little delicate, and I do not have a specific person in mind. However, I have observed this. There are families in the body of Christ right now you raise your kids in the ways of God, and I don't mean that religiously. And right now, you have incredible relational strain with your adult children because of the spirit of the age. He is after our, the enemy is after our families. And I'm, at, and I'm sitting here telling you, as a father, I don't have the luxury to be like, well, you know what, I don't know if I can do anything about it. This is a hill worth dying on. Sometimes if you're, if you're playing your cards close to the vest, the kingdom is not about whether you or I personally win. It may cost me my life. The question is, is this the thing that God asked me to do worth it? You gotta hear me. If, if I look at where God is asking me to walk with him in this current place and I go, well, am I gonna win, God? What do you mean by that? Of course you do, because he does. But I, but I mentioned capacity earlier. God want you, wanting to stretch our capacity. How does that happen? For me, it's looked like this. Here's some things I need you to do. And I'm like, really? Are you serious? You got to be kidding me. You know, I've had those reactions at times. You think I can do that? He's like, no, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. You're not on your own. I'm giving you this thing because you... I want you to take my hand. I want you to lean into intimacy with me. I want you to pursue holiness when nobody else is looking. I want you to get a vision for being the priest of your home, cultivating the presence of God wherever you are. And I'm gonna do that in you by saying, you should go do that. If whatever God shares with you on the front end, if he's taken you into a season of expanding your capacity and your initial reaction is, I can do that, God. That probably ain't what he's talking about. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a profound opportunity though. And God has used those things to, I just feel like, like this magnifying, or mirror, better described as a mirror, sorry. This mirror comes up before me. And the voice of the Lord sounds like this. So if I give you the grace to handle that all, then what in you won't allow me to do that? And son, I want to go after that with you. Let me tell you a story. Yesterday, 
my, my family's, uh, I got five kids, and most of them, uh, my littlest started not feeling well uh, at the beginning of the week, and it just, it just kind of burned its way through because we were believing for that. No, it just happened. We live in the same house, okay? All right, sorry. But yesterday, um, <clears throat> my wife, she, she wasn't feeling super good, and she's like most of you ladies where, you know, us men get sick, and we're like, Hey, babe. We're pretty fickle, guys. You got to admit it. Come on, let's just admit it. When we get sick, we're just... Uh. So my wife wasn't feeling very good yesterday. For her to vocalize it, I know, she's not feeling good. And yet, in the evening, she was out doing yard work. I'm like, who are you? You are amazing. I didn't ask her to do that, by the way. Um, all right. So yesterday, um, I was with the kids a lot, and that was totally fine. And one of my twins, I have a set of identical twin girls, and they're, they're five. And uh, my daughter, Riley, um, was having a little bit of a rough day by way of showing up well for the family and her behavior. And uh, it was different, though. Uh, she, um, she and I had a couple of things, you know, I'd say, hey, go, let's have you go to your bed and kind of think about what's going on. I'd go in and talk to her and like compound and I'd be like, okay, stay in here and I'll go make lunch and I'll be back. And it just kind of kept getting weird, honestly, something was different. And what ended up happening was, is she fell asleep uh, the first time and came out and it was lunchtime, and there was something going on. And uh, so she, she was having a tough time communicating, and I said, honey, just, just go in your room, and daddy will be there in just a little bit. I go back there, and I look her in the eyes, and I'm aware there's something targeting her right now. And I said, uh, my spirit man, and I've been in that situation before, now, I'm not telling you that my five-year-old's demon-possessed or anything like that. She's not. But there was something acute that was not the Holy Spirit. And I looked into her eyes, and I recognized it. And I said, honey, what is going on? And she started to grab her throat. And she, was, she said, I, I can't talk. And so as it would be, I just started to take authority over whatever that was and command it to leave. And then I cuddled her in her bed and she fell asleep. While I was praying though, I had her in my arms and I felt that heaviness lift off of her. But I could feel whatever that was on the back side of me. Very real. I could feel the yuck of hell. Targeting my little girl. Why am I telling you this? I know why. The Holy Spirit spoke something to me prior to that happening. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, this isn't working. My approach is not working with her. And he said something to me. He said, that is because she is struggling and your methodology is to push her away from you when she's having a hard time. Right when she doesn't know what to do and she's probably aware she ain't doing the right thing, you're saying, separate from me, get it figured out. When you get it figured out, come back. I have a question for you. Where are you trying to figure things out outside of the Holy Spirit's care for you? out of the heavenly father's care. I would propose to you that that thought alone is killing us when it comes to influence in the world today. You wanna know why? 
when you and I realize that in your worst moment, your heavenly father says, no, 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 no. Come close to me. I've made provision for you. You don't know what to do there? I'm telling you, whatever you do, don't walk away from me. Stay engaged with my heart. Talk to me about what's going on. I will protect you from the fiery darts of the enemy. And that is what was going on with my daughter yesterday. It was real. He told me that before I went in. The next time I, put, I got in her bed, I put my arms around her. I took authority over the situation. I felt it leave. I could still feel it on the backside of me. And that represented... Ephesians 6, it, it, uh, I think, if, yeah, the, the armor of God, like I stepped in and I was protecting her. Listen, the way forward in this moment is going to take a profound amount of courage. Our best moment is at hand. But if fear is sitting, any, if there's any sympathies to that, we will abdicate our responsibility. I promise you that. Because I have faced that myself. And we cannot, church. When I say we, I'm saying you, me. We are in a profound moment. We talk about the body of Christ. We talk about the ecclesia. We talk about the church being the answer. And as one of your pastors... It feels like not, I'm just don't mishear me here, but I need to say something directly. Big picture, and sometimes even here, it feels like what we're really saying is, is the organization's gonna do something about it. Plan on it not working out. Because we, you, me, we are the body of believers. We are the ones that God has anointed and equipped. And I cannot do what God has made you for, anointed you for, and set you on this earth for in this moment. And I'm not talking to you as the guy up here preaching. I'm saying I'm on that journey too. But see, here's the beautiful part of it. There is a tapestry woven together, woven together in heaven. And it's you and I's life spilled out as a drink offering before the Lord. It's for now. Quit talking around the influence that God has called you to. Quit looking at me or Pastor Dave. If he was here, he'd be like, please don't do that. You're going to be highly disappointed. Uh, and I know that because, listen, this man is a profound preacher. And more than that, as long as I've known him, he loves Jesus. And I celebrate that. But have you also heard him say, when people say, you want to talk about my weaknesses? He has a saying. He says, come over here and I'll tell you the other half of it. Like it ain't, it's, he's, he's a human being on a journey too. And I am concerned that let us not be a place where we walk in and out of here. And we go, that was great. The kingdom of God resides on the inside of you. And as crazy as this might be to hear from me, I'm not okay with us looking at each other and thinking, yeah, you know, I think that person over there, they can do it better than me. It's not a competition thing. The, the kingdom has no limitation to it. So as we support and encourage and celebrate God on the inside, your yes to God, the, your obedience to God, your faith in God, which is one, one foot in front of the other. Moving forward, what would somebody with no regard for their own, you know, whatever we want to call it, without reservation for, for the world and the natural, without, without what we are to gain here, but with an eternal viewpoint, what could that look like? Your life poured out and surrendered fully to Jesus and mine. I, I'm at a loss. I'll listen to things and I'm like, okay, this is gonna make me sound really, uh, it's not a place of skepticism, it really isn't. 
power demonstrated through you and I, the kingdom of God. Not, not going, well, you know, there's, there's another thing that, oh, and I, and I know that can sound patronizing. I truly don't mean it that way. It's hard for me to look out and just go, you know what? We're gonna have to ride this thing out. That's not how it works. Matthew 13, wheat and the tares. There's a season where God separates the wheat from the chaff. There's a season where the harvest comes in. You know the Bible, uh, I think it's in the Psalms. Pretty sure David, sounds like David would say something like this. But you know, there's even times where it says in the Bible, it says basically like, hey, you'll look around at sinners and people that have no regard for God, regard for God and they'll be succeeding. It'll look like they're succeeding and having a good time. There you go, Psalm 24, thank you. And it implies that in that moment, we might be tempted to look at our situation and think we're on the losing side. That's not what Psalm 1 said. You know? And, and, and I, just wanna, I just wanna share this with you guys. I, I have the things that God has been talking to me about in my own little world. Here's a couple things that he hasn't been talking to me about. Convenience. I haven't heard him say boo on that. <laughs> comfort. He doesn't, he's not asked me about my comfort. In fact, usually he's like, the problem is, is you're comfortable. That's a strategy of the enemy. If God is stretching you, then here's what he's gonna also do. He's not gonna put you in a comfortable place, but he has purpose behind it. I, I'm afraid we do exercises with the Lord and we don't see through what he's after. It's intimacy, it's understanding, it's, it's anointing. We look at men and women of God and we go, wow, they're really anointed. What does that even mean? Can I just ask you a question? What does that even mean? How, how can we look and say, now I know, yes, God used different people on the earth, but I'm talking about kingdom. I'm talking about the structure of the thing. It's pretty hard to look at you and say, ah, see, no, you're not gonna have the opportunity to be anointed. It comes from obedience, faithfulness, the things seen and unseen. And hear me good today. Please, 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 please. Do not walk out of here today with deterrence from God visiting you within that. Give him a powerful yes today. Be a Psalm 1 person. I believe the beginning of that is saying, God, I'm signing up. You get nothing's off the table. And to steal a line from one of my heroes, a guy that's home today, he truly is. You'd be like, are you wanting a raise? What are you doing right now? He has this awesome saying that, that has, has served me so well over the years personally. If you currently find yourself in the place struggling to go with God, then pray this prayer. God, I side with you against myself. And I wanna tell you something. There's power behind that even if it's a, a week, even if you can just get it out a little, God is so moved by that part of you that's going, you, you might feel, listen today, you might be entr entrenched in sin. You might, you might be so far away from the Lord. It might be that you and I know each other well and you're lethargic in your heart and you go, man, I got it all together, John. That's what it looks like, but on the inside, no, I don't. Listen to me. We need to have courage. If there is junk in our lives, let's get it out. You are loved here. We want to see the best for you here. We want your life to matter here. We want your family's life to be a place where God's presence dwells in your home. It's not enough to walk through these doors. It's not enough for you to go, you know, I really like what Heartland's about. It, it won't move the needle for the long haul. For you, it won't.
But if you will give God your yes, then wherever you step your foot, and we pray that God, we link up with arms and we see the harvest of the end times. We, we want everybody to be here that God has called to be here. That's not what this is about. I'm not trying to be a grumpy pastor. But do not go through the motions. You were made for something profound. You are anointed by God to do something great in the earth. And you're like, John, that's generalities. Let me be clear. Leave nothing off the table. Walk out of here today and say, God, I will, I will trust you. And if I don't know what the next step is, I will see it as an opportunity to trust you. The Lord is, the Lord is zealous to reveal himself in the earth today. He is, he is eager for people that are broken to come to know him. And people are starving to be a part of something worthwhile. Don't leave here today and think, now I don't know if I can do that. What I have found is, is two things have happened over the last 19 months of my life. And I got a long ways to go. And that's not false humility. But I'm also aware that God, every day that I wake up, I don't find myself going, can I get another word? Now hear me good because we, we need to close. So just, just understand what I'm saying. There's been a shift in my thinking. Instead of me being what I would call more reactionary, something happens, whoa, what was that? It's about becoming aware of what resides on the inside of you as being an answer to culture. It's the difference of being proactive instead of reactive. The Holy Spirit desires to visit you in your homes, at your job, in your cars, around your friends, around your family, holistically, not compartmentalizing any part of our lives. It all works together that we would see how that happens. So why? We can show up going, wherever I am, breakthrough is possible. That's why. So today as we wrap up, as I said at the beginning, if there be one thing that you're like, I don't know, but maybe. I want you to bring it before the Lord as a matter of dialogue and getting to know him better. Did you hear what I said? Why? I find, I find that when I get to know my father better, a lot of the more challenging dynamics to life make a whole lot more sense. Better said, they don't seem as big a deal. This is true. Let me tell you what happened with my daughter, Riley. She went to sleep again in my arms. When I left the room, I knew she will be different when she wakes up. As it would be, I uh, had to go out and mow, which is a long process. I have five and a half acres of land, which I like, not complaining. She woke up was up with the family. I walked inside and I had told Emily what, what had happened and shared that with her. I walked inside and there was Riley with her mommy helping her make dinner. And Emily said, she's been super joyful, super helpful, integrated like, and last night before we went to bed, she, she said to me, she said, daddy, could we, could we sleep in the same bed again? To which I said, I believe the Lord has done his work here. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do it. But I believe that, I don't know. I, my, I don't know if she could articulate what happened, but I'm telling you there was a shift. And so why I'm saying that to you today is it was the representation of a father who had the ability to cover, in this case, his daughter. Your heavenly father covers you. Walk out of here today. I'm gonna to pray for you. Walk out of here today with at least this at the forefront of your mind. Father, is there anything that's been going on in my life that is serving as a deterrent to what you've designed me to display through you in the earth today?
I didn't say tasks, doing. That all comes secondarily. But if courage be required, this I know. That as I get to know the Holy Spirit better, as we go on that journey, as I partner with him, to the degree that I can understand it now, and hopefully understand it more in the future, that as I have went with him on that journey, there seems to be this awareness of his goodness, less awareness of what the cost of the thing might be in front of me. A sacrifice is going to be just a part of the equation. You understand that within your obedience. The question to ask is, is God asking it of you? And is it worth it? And he will show you that. I believe that God is going to anoint his I don't know how to describe it because there's a wide range of people in the room today. But at the end of the day, I believe that if you're walking the earth in the last days, that your desire um, will be for God to demonstrate himself through you and it will be noticeable. You, You at times will use words. But by the very way that you appear when you walk in, people will see there's a difference about you. And God will call people in this room to do amazing things. And by amazing, I mean whatever he's asked you to do, do that, and that qualifies as that. Whether anybody sees it or not, it matters, and it's important. Lift your hands for me, if you would. Father, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would demonstrate today in our hearts as we go from this place, Holy Spirit, illuminate to us areas in our life where you are going after anything that would detour us from being the extension of your heart as a good father in the earth in this moment in history. Now, move those things, God. Confront in us. You're zealous to remove obstacles. May the veil be torn down. May clarity come on us, God, that we would have a driving desire to know you. And within that structure, God, may your anointing come on us that we would have a bold and profound yes that that which is in the natural would seem irresponsible, illogical, foolish in the eyes of men, but by the Spirit of God, absolutely worth whatever risk may come our way that you may receive the full reward of your suffering and that God, is, as we move and begin to wrap up the final hours of human history, however long that would be, let us not be ones that says, now nah, there will be another day. Let us be the ones that will say, we see with the lenses of eternity. We see that, that which is eternal. And we let go of the things that are carnal and short in time span. God, I'm asking that you in this hour would understand that the outpouring of your spirit, revival is at hand. You feel the wind go out of the room? You didn't expect me to say that. There's your answer right there. We're praying for arbitrary things and God, the word of the Lord to you is, is I already made a provision for that. Quit asking me for that and take action in your life and watch what I do. Don't let the things we've seen the Lord do in the past, that's a fine balance between gener- just having honor and appreciation, but we must ask for the more 
Otherwise, we'll become a stagnant pond. The move of the past will become a stagnant pond. There will be no continuous flow of the Holy Spirit. And you'll try to do the things that worked before, and you'll find they aren't working. And that could be what's going on right now, to a degree. So, Father, we say... Let there be a vibrancy. Let there be a childlikeness. Let there be a hunger on the inside of us for the more of you. That God, that I would not be satisfied. Lord, I'm grateful for what you've done. But Lord, we must have you more. And more than that, God, let us have the courage to let you demonstrate yourself through us. By the power of the Spirit, right now, lethargy is lifting off of this room. I want you to confront things in your life right now under the power of the Holy Spirit. Before we go, decide today. This is a demarcation line. The Lord is, He is waiting the earth is groaning for a manifestation of the Spirit of God in the earth. And it is in you. And if it isn't, the fire of the Holy Spirit wants to come and touch and purge and cleanse. Because it isn't in his heart for you or I to sit on the sideline. And Father, may we enter into an understanding now. May we be a people that demonstrate the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That where we show up, God, where we show up, when we face adversity, our eyes are fixed on you. When problems are present, our eyes are fixed on you, and it moves something in the earth. Father, today, as we go from this place, Father, I'm asking for, for us to have an understanding that you are a present God. You are, you are thorough. You, you do not fractionate anything. You do not separate anything. You make all things work together. May we have understanding. May we come out from underneath the lies and accusation of the enemy and become aware of who you are on the inside of us that I may see not my own strength, but I may become more aware of the opportunity to lay down my wants, needs, desires, the things that, that I wanna do and simply be a conduit for your glory to dwell. I'm asking today, God, that any person within the sound of my voice that gives you a yes in this. Holy Spirit, visit them. Visit them and bring a breakthrough. Bring a refreshing. God, encounter us today. So Father, our spirits are lifted. That courage rises to the surface. Seal it, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help more people hear this message, you can get the word out by subscribing and sharing it on social media. If you'd like to support the ministries of Heartland Church, you can do so at heartlandchurchonline.com give.